boy, another anniversary in the same year. What are you talking about? It's our 12th Meekly Music Box episode. You That's right. stupid idiot. You didn't back me up on this at all. This was our big celebration. I have balloons behind me. <laughs> the mariachi band doesn't know whether they should play or not. I have dancing horses running <laughs> through the street to announce our one year anniversary of our Meekly Music Box. And this is how you, like we've been saying, it feels like we just started doing these, but yeah. we have, uh, it feels like we just started 12 months ago doing these. <laughs> I don't believe that it's been 12 months. I think you're mistaken. So to celebrate, we have a special, a special version of these Meekly Music Boxes to celebrate our one-year anniversary. We have the actual musician with us. Mm -hmm. Not right now, but what you're about to hear is going to have the... Don't get... Calm down, everybody. Oh, my God. Uh, How did they they get Keith Richards (laughs) Sit back down. Clean up all of your burst monocle glass. (laughs) Okay, so let me first tell you who the musicians are. It's Lamar Woods and Wancho Cash, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the person we have with us that you're going to hear us talking to, our old pal, Carl Tart. We were so excited to talk to Carl Tart. I am always so excited to talk to Carl Tart. Yeah, no, it was it was really exciting because the songs they sent us, I you had listened to them before I did, and you're like, oh, this is... Because I didn't know, like I said in the thing, I, I didn't know he was doing music until yeah. I heard him say on another podcast that he was doing music. So I immediately said, well, then you're going to be... You could be on another podcast and tell people you do music. Well, then you're going to be on our podcast and tell people... And I said this to Carl Tart with that <laughs> attitude. I slowed him down, whatever he was doing. And I said, listen here, pal. Yeah, but I was just talking to one of the billboard ads of, <laughs> of him on his show. But this is also our first rap group of these. Yes. But you might remember Carl Tart from our field trip episode to the Coliseum. He's also, uh, just today, Grand Crew, the show on NBC he's on, got renewed for season two. So yeah, you that, can watch yeah. him on that. But he's also, he's someone who loves LA so much. And it comes through in every single thing he does. Like on Grand Crew, we talked about it in this. He's always wearing like an LA hat. Like even on Comedy Bang Bang, he's one of his characters is OJ Simpson because I'm <laughs> I'm sure everything about the OJ Simpson trial was an obsession with him. But he's just someone who loves Los Angeles history and Los Angeles lore. And I knew that he knew a lot about gang history of LA. Yeah. But in this, he off the top of his head started reciting dates and history of malls yeah. around LA. And also he knows LA rap history like it's nothing. Thing, never ceases to amaze me uh, that he didn't tell me first that he was <laughs> rapping. Yeah, he was. He started talking about um, the malls, but also like just uh, hip hop history in L.A. And I was like, oh, slow down. These are my notes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. For, for an episode that we want to do, like you're blowing. A, <laughs> you're spoiling the ending of what happened to Tupac. After we had talked, I had listened to more tracks of theirs. And the, I forgot. What does he call the type? Is it leisure? Lifestyle rap, I think. Lifestyle rap. But specifically L.A. lifestyle rap, which we got yeah. into a little bit of this of just like relaxing a lot (laughs) like just (laughs) doing things at times of day when people in other parts of the country are like what do people in other parts of the country even do like write constitutions and stuff (laughs) whatever those flyover people do (laughs) no they stare at our airplanes as we fly over to new york that's right they throw rocks at them but they don't understand them (laughs) so enough of us talking about carl tart the first song uh, we're gonna play the first song and then we're gonna Mm -hmm. go straight into our interview with him and then play the second song at the end. But the first song you're going to hear is No Espresso by Lamar Woods and Wancho Cash. So uh, enjoy the interview and enjoy No Espresso by Lamar Woods and Wancho Cash. (laughs) 
Yo, Tart, what's good? Good to see you, baby. How you living? Man, it's good to see you too, brother. I'm chilling, man. Cooler than the other side of the pillow, baby. How you living, though? <laughs> bro, I'm cooler than feta cheese on a Greek salad, baby. But for real, how you living, though? Man, I'm chilling, man. Cooler than a key lime pie, chilling in the fridge dead, baby. How you living, though, for real? <laughs> bro, I'm cooler than two cucumbers at the Hollywood Bowl, baby. But why don't you talk to him real quick? Villa vibes. <laughs> Jumped out the bed, head to the kitchen, make some pizza rolls. I hit prop like, what's the move? Let's discuss some evening goals. He say meet at the crib, the Uber Lux gon' come and get us. Cliff's Edge for dinner, vinaigrette on top of butter lettuce. But first we gotta check that drip, spending green like pesto. Hit the Glendale Americana, no espresso. The homies meet us there, then we mob out like a tribe. Connect my Bluetooth in the Uber, play some Villa vibes. We hit Delilah VIP like we on tour. It's crazy, I remember when I used to work the door I dapped the bouncer up just to show him how we living Nice of success, we off this class A and these hoes is with it. the trees, the weather, the money, the clothes It's all I know If it's the drink, the smoke, the hoes That's how it goes This the life I'm feeling good, got my mental health a little cleaner Sipping on some orange wine, straight from Argentina Me and Tart, bout to hit the Glendale Galleria Came out with more pairs of shoes and socks than a ballerina I'm feeling good, I might just call Tina She have black, half Japanese, that ass is Hiroshima <laughs> My brother got some new clubs, he bout to hit the course Where I'm from, Atlanta, which side, nigga, north <laughs> Now I'm in LA, 10 years, West Coast, and eating some oysters, Tangeray, right by the ocean, smoking on a boat, you could say a nigga floating, life is good, that's why my niggas always toasting. it's the trees, the weather, the money, the clothes, it's all I know, if it's the drink, the smoke, the hoes, that's how it goes, this the You go Stetson for for nice parties. Yes, I call it okay. the Chief Gillespie from uh, <laughs> In the Heat of the Night. The little cowboy hat. Yeah, it's like you know, you know. All I do is watch old people TV all day. I watch the conservative news nation channel. And they play <laughs> In the Heat of the Night and Matlock and Murder She Wrote, and then conservative talking points. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it influences you. I can yeah. see it. Now. This is the America we need back. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you watch Pluto TV? No. Uh, but oh. I, I do have I do have that on my you know list of channel things on Apple TV yeah. or whatever, and I'll watch the 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 Price Is Right channel 
on there <laughs> quite a bit because they play episodes of Prices Right from like 1983, 84 and stuff. <laughs> oh. And t- to see the gifts that people get back then, and they're like jumping up and down. A new Yugo. It's 1984 Yugo, and it's like, oh my god. Everybody's like, ah, ah. <laughs> and so it's just like crazy to me because you know none of us. I got this five hundred dollar Walkman for free today, and it's this big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I constantly am watching back to Matlock, which for the if this is if we've included this part in the recording, you've got a giant Matlock behind you. Yes, um, which is just Andy Griffith's stuffed body that you <laughs> somehow got. <laughs> it looks like it wants to slap your ears because his arms are opening wide. No, you're not supposed to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but the the Andy Griffith channel is so comforting to just know that 24-7 there's an episode of the Andy Griffith show uh, yeah. at my fingertips. <laughs> oh man. That, that like Pluto TV has this this now episode for Pluto TV. <laughs> they had a drawn together like Comedy Central Channel had like a drawn together marathon and that's one uh-huh. of my that's one of the funniest shows ever like that I don't think gets the credit and maybe <laughs> because I was 14 watching it or this should come out but it was so raunchy and it was like raunchier than than Family Guy at that time which I'm a huge fan of 2004 yes I was 15 and it had three seasons so it was like while I was in high school and it was so funny I watched it every time and they have they had like a drawn together slash comedy central channel that I yeah. watched that you fell into, yeah. <laughs> but it, and it was just all the episodes from those three seasons, from those over three and seasons, over. just over and over again. <laughs> That's it. Don't start over. We're just going to push through. Yeah, and you can see the the beginning when you finish this. That's what I always figure that they're going like on the Andy Griffith thing. They're going in like sequential order, and when they when I see like one of the later colorized episodes where like you know Don Knotts is gone and Opie's, yeah, Opie's like twenty five years old, yeah. <laughs> I keep waiting for like, well, I guess I just got to sit through the bad years for a while and then get back to the good old days. One thing I learned this week was, you know, so Don Knotts did like 13 episodes of Matlock, but Andy Griffith didn't like him on Matlock. He thought he didn't fit on the show. But I remember watching those episodes. I've seen those episodes and they're all funny. Like it, like Don Knotts is so funny, but Andy Griffith was like, he doesn't fit on the show. Heartbreaking. Yeah. How you gonna do that to your boy? The more I learn about Andy Griffith's uh, personal life and personal feelings, the less I want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It really destroys things. I just can't wait till 40 years from now when we have the Daniel Zaffron Mystery Hour. And Greg <laughs> Gonzalez makes a guest star and Daniel's like, yeah, we're going to have to fire you, big guy. <laughs> Pulling the producer aside. Yeah. I don't, it's, I don't it's know. Not, it just doesn't work it here. <laughs> he lost that spark. Yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing somewhere that Andy Griffith show, he was supposed to be the comedic one doing his act, which is like the, you know, the hillbilly who recites Shakespeare <laughs> whatever and then don Knotts came along and everyone including andy griffith was like oh no he's the funny i'll be the straight man he and i'm i'm wondering if don Knotts shows up at the set of matlock and people are like oh don Knotts, like get him out of here before this is yeah. before he plays matlock yeah, you're not gonna take this away from me again. <laughs> me matlock yeah. just because you brought up the, uh mystery the daniels after mystery hour this morning actually i want i wanted for some reason Solve i wanted the mystery to, this morning I, I got down to the bottom of a good one i <laughs> I wanted to watch Uptown Saturday Night. Yeah. And I put it on like, oh, it's because it was listed like, oh, Sidney Poitier, Richard Pryor. And then I turn it on and the second name in the credits is Bill Cosby. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm in for this. Also, listen, I know we're I know we're woke, but Uptown Saturday Night, let's do it again. The only two times I've ever found Bill Cosby funny. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, because I ne- I didn't I, the show to, the show was fun, you know, but it was like the Cosby mysteries you're talking about. No, yeah, the Cosby, <laughs> no, Cosby with Dougie Doug on CBS. <laughs> the show, like you know, I watched it in reruns. I wasn't really, you know, I was really young when it was on the air yeah. actually, but I watched it in reruns and it was fine. But it was just like I never like was just like, oh man, this is funny. It was never like <laughs> Fresh Prince, you know. Right. Like, yeah. it was, it Another was, problematic thing. Now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But those movies I watched as a kid and Bill Cosby was very funny in those movies. Too. I hated it because like there were scenes in it where he's like walking through the club and like sizing up women and I'm like, oh God, no. Yeah. And then, yeah. but then there's a few moments where, yeah, he's really funny and I was like angry at him for making me laugh because yeah. it was like undeniably funny. And let's do it again. There's a physical bit that he does does he like walks into the restaurant and the the actual like gangsters are in there and he's like playing this character where he's trying to intimidate them and so he has a gun that he's like trying to like find but while he's talking to them about something else but he just wanted to like show that he like had a gun but his like pocket has a hole in it so it falls down like the pocket it's like such a funny physical bit and i'm like man this guy is awful but look we're not here to talk about Bill Cosby. <laughs> As I have to start every episode, I feel. Yeah. I'm sitting here scratching notes out. Don't bring him up again. We're not Don't here bring to him talk. up again. That's you and W. Kamau Bell's podcast. We're not here to talk about Bill Cosby. As people, you know, after five minutes of hearing us talk about all of our favorite old comedians, before that, everybody heard No Espresso. So now, look who we've got here. As I live and breathe, we've got Carl Tart. Wow, we. Wow, we. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. My favorite podcast. Uh, uh, that you're too kind we're isolating that so <laughs> yes so. <laughs> I, tell, I tell people all the time they ask me because i do a million podcasts they go, what's your favorite podcast to listen to say la meekly it's my favorite one very you not only is that the nicest thing but the only person saying that is you <laughs> and we don't even say that <laughs> tell us who are you what is this group that we've just okay. heard? Well, my name is Carl Tart. That group that you just heard is me and my good buddy, Lamar Woods. Uh, we put out an EP together. Now, my rap name is Wancho Cash. Here's where I got that from. Uh, there's a basketball player named Wancho Hernan Gomez. And I thought it was such a cool name. And then I was like, Wancho Want like want your want your cash want your cash and I did that and I and I was like so happy about it like that I had because because Lamar had a rap name too and then all of a sudden the thing gets uploaded and he's going by his actual name I said wait a minute hold on I thought we were having aliases I thought we were hiding this I thought yeah. like I thought we were gonna live behind this wall and people were just gonna discover and go wow this is what is who this? is this he was this. Uh, th- those two those two <laughs> comedians and then uh he was like no i'm actually going to be doing other music that i don't want to use my rap name for and it's easier uh, to just put all of it under the same spotify <laughs> i said you uh, son of a gun and you, you showed up in like a mask and like yeah. all, the whole uniform <laughs> a luchador mask and 18 chains <laughs> around my bare chest and i'm like okay yeah i thought we were playing characters turns out we're not turns out uh but yes what you heard was a, a ep that we put out uh called called the americana it's got six songs on it i believe uh the name was inspired by the glendale americana where we mm-hmm. we don't shop at the americana as much as we shop at the glendale galleria honestly yeah yeah uh, there's not much going on at the americana we'll go to frida and eat <laughs> yeah. and, and drink margaritas at, at two o'clock <laughs> other than that uh yeah we just wanted to put something out and it was really fun and it gets mistaken as as uh daniel did 
mistaken as Here comedy, we go. As Here comedy we go. rap. <laughs> I was waiting for him to dress me down publicly. <laughs> it's but, not comedy rap. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there may be there may be humorous themes, but it's not comedy rap. Okay, Good to that, clarify. That's Thank you. this is one. This is everything else I wanted to ask you about <laughs> because it was yeah, it was like a knee jerk reaction almost to say like oh it's funny, but it's like I didn't mean it like you know whenever someone says to me like oh that's a funny song they mean Weird Al. Yeah. And that's never how I mean it. But like, I, I guess what I meant was like, oh, the lyrics are clever, which I guess is all rap music is kind yeah. is, is <laughs> clever like that. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to say. I get what you're saying. <laughs> it, that, that's what happens is when people say it's funny and people think that because it's me and Lamar and then they listen to it and they go, this isn't funny. <laughs> and they, they automatically assume that Lamar and I didn't do good work <laughs> because, because we didn't make the songs funny enough. It's like, well, that's not what they were meant to be now. There are moments where we'll like talk at the beginning of a song like we did on mm-hmm. No Espresso and yeah. we will, you know, our personalities are our personalities. We're not putting on for nobody. No, right. like the whole style of the rap is is called like lifestyle rap where it's just like we're just talking about our lives and, <laughs> and how cool is it that we are making money doing what we love now like you know what i'm saying like and, and just yeah hanging around <laughs> just hanging around that's the Going thing I, I believe there's two separate songs where you refer to things being as cool as feta cheese on like a summer <laughs> salad or something and i'm like tell me that's not funny <laughs> yeah. yeah like but like, if you listen to guys like like larry june spit andretti currency those guys great rappers and 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 they also are just there's never like we're never talking about violence and selling drugs and things like that because we don't do that we're literally (laughs) talking about going to salazar drinking margaritas well that that's what i noticed like a lot of it is like mental health like i'm taking care of my like you know that sort of thing but then also what i love in any music but uh, especially like whenever we do these episodes where we want LA based bands and stuff to come on, I'm always hoping there's going to be like a song where they're talking about LA and that's happened. I think this might be the second time it's happened that we've done this. (laughs) So I love hearing LA, like the whole thing is called the Americana. You've got the Olympics, the LA Olympics, Glendale Galleria, Burbank airport Mm -hmm. in particular, you mention a place I bring up a lot, which is Cactus Tacos. Yes, my favorite taco place, <laughs> which is hard to say. It, I yeah. think it's my favorite. I also like Leo's truck, but like uh, yeah. Cactus is the, like that shrimp burrito is to die for. They're really good. Like I, whenever I bring it up, when we've been asked that just on the last thing or one of the last things we did with Laura, she asked us like, where's our favorite places? And whenever I bring up Cactus and everyone's like, oh, interesting. And nobody knows what it is. Yeah. And you got to go to the one on Vine. That's why I shout out the one on Vine. The one because I live near one over here in, in the in the right. valley. And that one just ain't hitting quite the same. <laughs> you know, y'all know which one I'm talking about. Y'all, y- yeah. The one on like Tahunga and, yeah. and more parts. That's what it is. Yeah. Because that's the one that I call out as liking because there's another one also in the valley, maybe near where somebody here lives on Woodman. That was right. that was good, but they kept getting they got shut down like twice for having roaches and or rats. So mm-hmm. I refused to go back to that one. As so yeah. I've got to do the vine on the menu. One, yeah. <laughs> Rochatui. I got a rat story. I got yeah. a ratatouille story. Rat <laughs> restaurant story. Speaking of LA landmarks, at Rick Caruso's The Grove. Uh there <laughs> This episode also the, sponsored by Rick Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> at Rick Caruso's The Grove. There uh-huh. there's a Wood Ranch restaurant. That's that's gonna be closing soon. They move Interesting. Yeah. Me and my friends were sitting at the table eating oh, Wood Ranch one night, about to go watch uh anywhere, everywhere. 
all the time. Yeah, uh, that movie and which has my, my butt. My, yeah, which has <laughs> ratatouille. Uh, spoiler <laughs> alert! <laughs> Very funny ratatouille. My buddy Peter is in that movie, and uh, so we were, were about to go see it. We're eating our food, and we're like, guys, we got to rush. Like, let's scarf this down because the movie starts soon, and our food took a long time to come. Next thing I know. A fat ass rat just runs into the restaurant, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And everybody's like, "What was that?" I was like, "Y'all won't believe me. Y'all are, y'all are gonna think I'm doing a bit because none of y'all saw it. Y'all gonna think I'm doing a bit. I swear to you, I'm not doing a bit. A rat just ran by. It kind of went up the wall a little bit, and then came Whoa. back down and yeah. ran around. And so I told the server, I didn't ask for a discount. I didn't ask to, you know, we just paid. But I'm like, I just want to let you know. That that's disgusting. <laughs> Don't let us see the rats, buddy. At you least be, put yeah. little bow ties on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put little tuxedos <laughs> on yeah. them. All of those like outdoor grove areas, there's just like implied rats. But yeah. I don't want to see it. Don't make was me. Was it outside or was it inside? We were eating inside. And it, really? I, think it, I think it came through the door. When they opened like the side yeah. door, I think it came through the door. And, and he like, like tipped the maitre d'. <laughs> yeah, madam. I'm here to do my shift. Yeah, never going back to the wood ranch. And even though that one is closing... I don't think I can go back to any Wood Ranch. I love their barbecue sauce and their rolls at it Wood Ranch. It is good. Both of those things are good. That's very surprising. One Wood Ranch and also that it would happen at the Grove, which Rick Caruso would never let that happen. Rick Caruso <laughs> sets rats out to scare customers away. Release the rats. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about the style of music, but yeah, it is, like I was saying, there's multiple songs where it's like very pro-mental health, taking care of yourself sort of lyrics. Yeah, I'm not somebody who says chill a lot, but I'm like, this is a chill song. This is good. This yeah. is nice and easy and everyone's having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lamar's really big on that. Mm-hmm. We're all going to therapy these days and just trying to enjoy life as it is, you know. Hard with to this- do. With the, yeah, <laughs> with the stresses that come along with being a little, having to be a little bit more responsible now and stuff, and right? Thing you know, life changing things. The grass is always greener. You know, we're 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 all yeah. very excited to be where we are nowadays. But the problems have arisen, and you got to talk to people about it. People are mean on the internet. The, oh and, boy, oh boy. I and I know that maybe you guys are so strong that it doesn't bother you, but me. <laughs> oh. It still you bothers sh- me a little. You bit. should see the comments we get on Reddit. They are so nice. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just love us so much. You're now on a show on NBC, Grand Crew. Yeah. We talked briefly about this, but like, how is how is that? Uh, how's that going? <laughs> you know, it's it's great, honestly. Like, yeah. it, it's it, what I was scared of before it started is not happening, really. Right. Yeah. I was scared of, you know, my family's not going to listen to this. Not because the <laughs> show isn't great, but because they don't probably know what podcast. Uh, they're the <laughs> ones leaving all the mean comments. On. Yeah, right, all, they, they love Reddit, but they don't, they don't know what podcasts are. No, but like I was like nervous that I was going to be like getting hit up for money by cousins I haven't talked right. to in yeah. years. And how do I say no? Because I'm not a, a person who says no very often. Learning how to put myself first. If I don't want to do something, don't do it. Or, you know, like things like that, dealing with what comes along with, you know, the pressures of, you know, now that I'm in the public eye, people are going to be more mean. And that hasn't really happened. Honestly, a lot of people like me on the show. So that's That's cool. A couple of people who have said mean things, but then like, you know, it it, it is what it is. Like, I, I, I get that that comes with territory, but just like 
it was the it was the fear of the unknown. You know, mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen now? Now that I'm on a network television show, what's gonna happen? Is like some girl I went to high school with say I ran by and slapped her butt. And when we were 13 or something, I'm getting trouble. And I was like, thinking, have I ever done that? I don't think I've ever done that. I was always too afraid to do things like that. I don't think I've ever done it. Okay, we should be good there. And like, she's going to see me on TV and go, wait, that is good, guys. It's not my butt. Just the fear of the unknown and not knowing what's going to happen next. And then turns out nothing happens. <laughs> That's sort of the sense, uh, you know, in like the four uh, sentences we exchanged on this topic already. But it, it mm-hmm. kind of feels like, and me and Greg have experienced this on a massively smaller scale than what you're talking about but like you know you're working towards something and then like it finally happens and then it, it just I, I don't know it feels like yeah there, there it is like yeah. it, it, it almost feels like nothing happened yeah I also think what makes it easier too is I get to work with my friends on this show so like Phil is the creator Phil Jackson Phil Augusta Jackson's the creator we've known each other for the better part of a decade not UCB. the former coach of the Lakers not the former coach that's why I have to put the Augusta because <laughs> Phil Jackson of the Lakers middle name is uh, Columbus and Columbus. it's an Atlanta joke yeah. Georgia Georgia is Augusta uh, Georgia and Columbus Georgia anyway, anyway I told you not to bring up basketball on this show <laughs> even though I brought it up I, yeah you, you brought it up it's a hockey only show I got some thoughts on hockey too I went to some Kings games over uh, this past season are, are there playoffs happening now too the Kings have two games left and they have to win one of them and they will be in the playoffs okay great they won't <laughs> they, won't. <laughs> they very well may not but, but yeah I get to work with Nicole Byer, who I've known for a long time, Echo Kellum, who I've known for a long time, all UCB and improv people and stuff. And the the new people that joined up on the squad like are really awesome, too. Mm -hmm. And so we all are good friends and it's all fun. And I think that took a lot of if if the first job like this, if the first opportunity like this had been in a worse situation that I've had, I've had friends who have been on shows that they were like everybody I was working with was an old, bitter, washed up actor from the (laughs) 80s who was a real (laughs) butthole to me. And it sucked. And I couldn't talk to nobody about it because this is a person on television right. who is now coming back to the green room at UCB where we're drinking Bud Lights before we go to the bar because we don't have enough money to buy drinks and he's complaining oh my TV show yeah. oh. and, and we are like, talking about Andy Griffith again Andy Griffith when, when we were on a Herald team together uh, he's complaining about Don Knotts I'm like, I love to show with Don Knotts the, the sting of what could have been it was just anxieties you know yeah. and that yeah. was really learning about what anxieties are and you know talking about it with healthcare providers and things and rapping about it too <laughs> yeah it feels terrifying to to be in that situation but like i don't even know where i'm going with this i'm just terrified yeah. like of the very <laughs> of the very idea of having anyway enough of my fears <laughs> but then uh, also also the other thing happens where your ego kicks in oh, right. when you don't feel like you're getting the i'm like like in my apartment complex, like I live in. Yeah, a, how come no one's recognizing? Like, like, I was like, y'all don't know. You're living with a. You're living with a TV star. <laughs> Only like the value of this apartment complex just shot up. Yeah. I'm here. Y'all rent is going up because I'm here. I'm not leaving. Here comes the neighborhood. Yeah, you, you're like rerouting buses that have your face on the side. Of exactly. Stop oh, you at your building. Oh man! Anytime I was walking down the street, or like if I'm like driving the car with somebody, like you know, I'm on a hinge date. And accidentally on purpose <laughs> drive by one of my billboards. Oh, look at that. What, what oh, my. That? Check that yeah, guy out. Who's that, that guy? Hey, that dude, yeah. That's an attractive guy. <laughs> Even me, who's like six degrees removed, every time I would see one of your billboards with someone, I'm like, 
You know, I've uh, spoken <laughs> to this guy yeah. before because Lamar works on. He's a writer and he's producer a writer on the show. On the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how did how did you meet him? For, uh, I guess we, UCB stuff. Uh, yeah, Second City UCB back in the day in the indie improv scene, probably twelve years ago. Now, what was funny was back then I had a girlfriend at the time. And Lamar was the manager at Madame Tussauds, the oh, wax museum on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. And my girlfriend worked there as one of the people who like have to go around taking pictures of people that nobody wants to buy because <laughs> they take pictures with their own phones. Like she would talk to him uh, about me, I guess. Like he tells this story. She would talk to him about me being like, oh, my boyfriend does comedy yeah. stuff. Like at my name was boyfriend does. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then finally we met up and, and he was like, I work at the wax museum. And I'm like, oh, shit, my girlfriend works there. And she's like, oh, she's been telling me about you. And we were like, this is probably 2010. That's how me and Lamar met. And then we, we, our improv team, formerly known as White Women, now called <laughs> The Big Team, we formed that team in like 2013. A, a bunch of guys around the theater that we were all like in the indie circuit with and kind of formed up like a Voltron of, of black dudes who were all <laughs> the one black guy on every improv indie team back in the day. <laughs> nobody getting our references and they wouldn't be like insane references they wouldn't yeah. be more insane than the white references people were making like i have to know who the band sticks is but you don't have to know who <laughs> Babyface is you're not supposed to know about sticks <laughs> <laughs> i learned about sticks from that 70s show and then I got into their music i was like oh that's not it's not bad but you were you were saying to me that like because so many people know you from comedy you were a little hesitant at first to really like promote your music because it yeah. isn't you know it's a different thing yeah, it's a different thing. And people are going to yeah. judge, especially, you know, podcast fans who are a lot. I owe them a lot of credit because they actually listen to it. Like, I think the songs that like 15,000 listens on, which is pretty crazy. Like yeah. all the rest of the songs are sub 1,000, you know, that the, the alligator mouth 1,000. But No Expresso is at like 15,000 listens or something like that. It's pretty high up there. So podcast fan, but I was very nervous to have them listen to it because they know me in one capacity. They don't even right. like, they can't even separate me on television from the characters that I like I'll get messages from people being like hey I hope this comedy bank bank character shows up on the show it's like yeah. why would it <laughs> why would that yeah. happen is chief from Carmen San Diego gonna yeah. be on grand crew <laughs> no she's not like why would you think that that was I understand that you were just being supportive but Look, hey I'll, support I'll stop all sending of those messages to yeah. <laughs> that's you. it's just you it's, it is like it's like be supportive of all of me not just right. this one it's like they I think they can't separate, well, this is how I know and love yeah. this person. And now he's kind of outside of that. So he feels more untouchable. So this is how I'm going right. to touch him. Be like, yeah. can't wait for this character to show up on Grand Crew. Oh, man. <laughs> love. And I was like, well, that's never going to happen. But there's a lot of, because um, like the last music thing was Townland, which is Matt Gorley and a few other comedy people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, like Sloppy Boys, um, yeah. Don't Stop or We'll Die, Paul Rust's band. Like there's a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of comedy people who are who have their own thing so it's not we've that. all done shows together too really yeah like not, music. not not Gorley's band not 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 with Gorley's band Gorley's mm -hmm. band is real too they don't do funny music no yeah I guess no. sloppy boys is kind of funny, Very funny. I, that sounds disrespectful they are funny <laughs> but they're doing music to entertain in a comedic uh perspective and so yeah. is don't stop it will die i think but at the same time like when i was I, when i was telling people about the sloppy boys they're like oh it's a joke band but like it's not a joke like this they're, is this is good music they also yeah. sound incredible too they're good yeah. great songs they're, they're good at making music they're the homies and we, we used to do like these backyard shows with each other like like 2016 oh, really? we, we were rapping like we were doing covers in front of a band we had a band called the duty mob and like my buddies <laughs> tim meaning and garrett and who else was doing that with joe weber and 
me, Lamar, and Ronnie would rap, but we would do covers. I've, I've never even That's thought, cool. I've, I don't think I've ever seen a rap cover before. I never even thought you could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like doing karaoke at, at right. Howl at the Moon. You got like a live, <laughs> a live band behind you, but you're doing, you know, it's cover cool. Yeah. So how long have you been rapping? Because twenty at least 2016, I had no idea. Uh, well, you know, I was never the the rapper guy. And then I had to like find a voice in that. Lamar and Ronnie, they've been rapping their whole lives. I made music though. Alumnus of the illustrious Hamilton High School Academy of Music <laughs> in West Los Angeles. Need we forget you played saxophone, I think. A saxophone, uh, yes. Can you and, rap into a saxophone? <laughs> it's the rap that Charlie Brown's parents listen to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this is my jam. Because you've got it, like, you've got your voice has a distinct, what's the word, timber, timber? Because it, it works in the songs as also like a counter to Lamar's voice. It feels right to me. Yeah, maybe my voice is too high pitched for my size. Is what it is. That's what it is. My voice is too high pitched for my size. It doesn't match up. You hear me? You hear a little boy? And then you see me in person. I'm a giant man. That answers all my questions that I had written down. So thank you. <laughs> Whenever I think back on the picture we took in front of the Coliseum, like we were crouching down, but still you were behind us, and I was like, we look like he adopted us. <laughs> Are you into the current and historic LA rap scene? Uh, yes. I am. Uh, L.A. rap history is really interesting to me from the the days of like uh, Toddy T and Mixmaster Spade and stuff who kind of brought rap music, Egyptian Lover, Uncle mm-hmm. Jam's Army. They used to be at the sports arena. Am I telling you guys stuff that you already know? No. no. Because no, I keep pitching to down. Greg a rap slash punk episode. Yeah. Because mostly because I want to learn more about the rap history and I want to yeah. be forced to do it. <laughs> but like rap music, you know, so... L.A. has a big, has always had a big funk scene. You're like, Bob Lockett and Rolls Royce, Cadillac, <laughs> Lincoln and Mercedes been so rough. You know that song. So I just learned, I just learned that War is from uh, Long Beach. Yeah. 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 And then Ronnie Hudson is the song that I was just, uh, West Coast Pop Locking is what it was called. A lot of bands, you know, so a lot of music is based off of that. So I guess the history of L.A. rap starts in like the early 1980s, 1981, 82 mm-hmm. with rappers like, Egyptian Lover and Tidy T and the crew at Uncle Jam's Army with like Greg Mack who's on K-Day. K-Day's the first hip-hop station in America. I think a lot of people like first all 24-hour hip-hop station that only played wow. hip-hop music and it started out out here. And then, you know, you get to 1986 where Ice-T comes along and and then of course in 87 with NWA. They were kind of like the biggest group to come out of LA at that time right. and get popular which spawned the careers of Dr. Dre, which led to Snoop Dogg, Death Row, and all that type of stuff. You know. West Coast Branch. West Coast Branch, yeah. But then also in the in the late eighties, early nineties, you got guys like DJ Quick, who I don't think gets his just due for what he is <laughs> what he did for the West Coast and also just what he did for music in general. And his production is always dope. Yeah, the history of, of LA rap is not as deep, of course, as the history of East Coast rap. That's where it started at. But right. we were right. definitely like second in line. Ice T as always. With, between Ice T and NWA, like that was those were like, you know, very popular rappers. But they weren't embraced when they would go on tour until like yeah. they had hits. Like so like NWA literally got booed at shows when they were first coming out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they would go back like a year later and everybody's there for them. 
Pretty cool stuff. Hey. Check out the Batteram by Tidy T and Mixed Master Space. The Batteram, it was basically like a uh, protest song about Daryl Gates' oh, like, wow. insane policing of the 1980s. <laughs> His tank unit? Yeah, the tank <laughs> unit. And they also had a song called Just Say No, which is a really cool... To me, that song is really cool. There's a video for it, too. That's Mixed Master Spade and Tidy T. And it's so of the time. It's an anti-drug song, even though right. I think both of those guys are drug dealers, which is <laughs> that they were making an anti-drug song. <laughs> but it was... More for uh, them. Yeah, yeah. They were rapping and, and mixed the way Miss Master Spade rapped was kinda like very sing songy. It was of its time. It was like like almost like he was like a, a, a preacher almost. Like who are some names today that I should be aware of? Because I have no idea. From LA? Yeah. Oh I mean Kendrick is from LA. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We just had a Dodger game and everyone made a big deal. Yeah. Uh, who is this Snoop Dogg that you're referring to? Kendrick Lamar. Of course there's yeah. YG. One rapper was just killed. I heard about that. Yeah. Draco the ruler was his name. He was just Killed actually at a concert that was put on by it's like a just was that the Justin Bieber thing? I do not believe Justin Bieber was involved in this situation. Uh, maybe besides I'm, him yeah. hoisting the murder weapon, I do not believe he was involved. <laughs> other than that, it's actually some some controversy surrounding that right now because mm-hmm. apparently he was the rumor is in the city that he was stabbed by YG's camp. Oh, uh, so we don't know. Might want to bleep this out. But no, that, I mean, <laughs> we'll muffle your voice. We won't yeah. even tell. <laughs> You will have to go by Wancho Cash from now on uh, in your everyday life. But the, I mean, like the notorious B.I.G. assassination thing was such yeah. a big part of L.A. history. So like, uh, while I don't know, I feel like maybe I uh, obviously I don't know that much about the history, but I feel like L.A. has a very deep, maybe more important between the two coasts of history. I don't know. Listen, you're not going to get me jumped by some New York people. <laughs> but He's trying to lure you into a trap. Yeah. Say it, say it, say it. Let me just a, tilt my camera at the- <laughs> <laughs> the Biggie assassination and the Tupac assassination had nothing to do with each other, mm-hmm. even though that was the rumor. They, they don't know who killed Biggie, but they do know who killed Tupac. It's like an unspoken, like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Orlando Anderson, who was like from a, a Crip gang that was rivals with the Pyrus that were security for death row. And okay. after that Tyson fight in, in 96, there was a big fight at the casino and Tupac, uh, stupidly got involved in the fight as a person who's not a gang member who was just a rapper but wanted to be down with this crew so bad and they let him get into a fight and he ended up beating up this guy Orlando and that's the person of course they were like they weren't even known to they were driving down the back street in Vegas Coval Street and uh, (laughs) they heard some girls being like girl that was Tupac up there in that car and they were like oh cool that's all we remember because he was yeah. famous at the time. Yeah. Right. So they didn't know they they got jumped by a huge group. This guy got jumped. He got stomped out. And then he they heard like these girls like leaning out their car, being like, "It's Tupac up there!" Like, and they were like, "Oh, great!" And then they just pulled Thank up on, alongside of him <laughs> and, and shot him. Yeah. Yeah. He gets killed. I mean, I I know about the two deaths mostly from. I mean, because I was alive for them, but also uh, last <laughs> podcast on the left did episodes about their murders so i like i like it's fascinating because he kind of dies like billy the kid where he was just like you know the killer was at the right place at the right time yeah they just like cross paths and oh well yeah i'm gonna kill you yeah pretty crazy so you be safe with your new rap career i want you to be safe carl oh, i'm jumping people all day in the <laughs> next time i go to vegas i'm jumping somebody i'm hiring security that are all gang members and then i'm going who are you guys as rivals because i want to go jump them and this was behavior before you yeah. started rapping so my last question regarding your music is how has i mean we kind of touched on this but like how has just being in la influenced what you're talking about what it sounds like well, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's lifestyle rap. 
And there's no better place to live a fucking lifestyle in Los Angeles, I would say. You know, I, I reference a lot of places. Lamar talks more about mental health. I talk more about food. And uh, <laughs> A but, rapper after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. I think for us, though, what, what kind of inspired it was just like the dream out here. What we're trying to accomplish is living the L.A. lifestyle that ain't like, you know, we in the club every night and stuff like that. Right. But it is like things that we actually do. If we talk about going to get margaritas at Salazar, it is because <laughs> we'll record a podcast midday and we're like, all right, well, I got a lot of time to kill. Hit happy hour? <laughs> like, yeah, let's go sit outside. So you, you, you've been to Salazar. Y'all know Salazar yes, in Frog Salazar, Town. Yeah. It's such a cool vibe. I'm like, man, how fun is it that we've done our work? We get a free day to now just sit and drink margaritas and eat guacamole <laughs> with pomegranate seeds in it. The other day I tried going to the Alex Trebek estate sale and we got there. It was a Friday morning and we got there at like 10 a.m. thinking like everyone's at work. But I forgot everyone is always just like having fun. Like everyone just has free time all the time in Los yeah. Angeles. And there was a huge line. And now I can't go to Alex Trebek's house. But if you could have did that, imagine a rap you could have wrote about driving <laughs> at Alex Trebek's Cadillac. I heard there's a 1981 DeVille Fleetwood. I've got I, the perfect rhyme for DeVille. All right, only only $5,000. I'm going to get that Cadillac if nobody's gotten to it yeah. yet. It's Alex Trebek's Cadillac. Like, it's that type of shit. Like, it's, yeah. oh, sorry, I know we can't cuss on the show. It's That's that type of uh, hockey. Anytime anyone swears, I'm going to just put you saying hockey over whatever word they said. <laughs> so where can people find all of your music or see you if you're performing soon? You can find it on Spotify and uh, you can look up Lamar Woods because my name is... is too hard to spell on there. That's uh, what that's what I like kept Joe. having to do. Cause I was like, Lamar Woods and Carl Tart. No, that's like <laughs> just look up Lamar Woods and you'll see the EPs and you'll see music that I'm on. I also got songs with Phil and I got song mm-hmm. other songs that I've done for other people and where I'll sing the hooks and stuff. I was more of the hook guy. This was my first like rapping time. But I also sang a lot of the hooks on this album too. And find us at at, at a happy hour near you. <laughs> At the Alex Trebek estate sale. The Alex Trebek estate sale happy hour. (laughs) See, but see, that's that's what it's all about. Like, that's kind of how, like, you can't do that if you're not living in Los Angeles. Right. right. And, yeah, yeah, you got to get to the coal mine. You, yeah, you're rapping about the coal mine you living in, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and you can rap about going to Alex Trebek's estate sale. And that's a flex. That is a flex. Like, yeah, that is. If you had gotten something, this was Alex Trebek's when his hair was curly. This is mustache comb. <laughs> Back in the day, we this still is had his mustache. mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Alex Trebek's mustache in a glass case. Before we go, I would be remiss to not ask you about what hat you're wearing right now because I've been staring at it, not understanding. So this is a, a marathon hat, the marathon clothing, which was Nipsey Hussle's company and it's just right. a big old m with Another the birds of paradise on it i thought oh, so I, that is. I was expecting because i put on an, a los angeles shirt because i knew greg was going to wear an la hat and i was assuming you were going to wear an la hat and i was like i don't want to be left out of all of this oh man i got so many here let me just for y'all to <laughs> see mean, the, the, the people can't see this the people like a can't warehouse see this, but, uh, if you look back there <gasps> Oh my I got goodness. a bunch of I got a bunch of LA hats back there. Uh, I'm gonna study this screenshot for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you see uh Clippers, Raiders, LA Raiders, more Clippers, Dodgers, LA Clippers, Chargers, LA Dodgers. This is and there's, there's so many Dodger hats. People somebody asked me recently, they were like, How many Dodger hats do you have? And I was like, <laughs> Ah <laughs> at least, say. at least just Dodger hats, I have at least sixty, probably. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> you have to understand that goes all the way back. So there's there's hats right. stacked on every single row. Right. Right. So I, I got a few hundred on that thing. <laughs> you keep wearing this one on Grand Crew that it's it's an LA I guess it's an LA Dodgers hat, but it has like a palm tree on the side. And I yeah. keep wanting to so like I, I I gotta compliment this character. It's that one right there. You see, I don't wear that one. They bought one for oh, me, there it but is. that's that's oh. one of them right there. That's pretty nice of them to have done that. A set hat. <laughs> yeah, oh uh, yeah. All my clothes were were provided by wardrobe but they modeled it basically after how i dress that helps me get recognized in a, in <laughs> out in public a lot more because i look exactly the same i always wear hats <laughs> you should just keep the clothes outside your door at your apartment and people will just they'll recognize the clothes and ah, slowly put it together oh, that's who that is oh. <laughs> greg stetson's or not Gor- border hats goran brothers stetson's go to goran brothers, brothers. If you, i like the stetson because i like the cowboy culture Gor- oh there's another dodger hat right there the oh, yeah. Ooh, jackie robinson, robinson edition my dad would oh. can i buy that off you for my dad <laughs> you can buy your own it's at lids but go it would to- mean more coming from you <laughs> yeah. it's your, your sweatband in that uh, are we all valley boys i no. well you're I'm a half not. valley boy i mean you i guess so i lived there for when i was honorary. in college i lived there for about like uh, 10 years but i, I was born in uh LA uh, center. Yes. I just became a Valley boy when I'm when I moved on my own. But right. the mall right there on Riverside and and uh, Woodman. You guys should do an episode on LA malls. I, I want to. Agree. I, yeah. I like between the Citadel and the Galleria and uh, and there's so many the Sherman Oaks, the former Sherman Oaks Galleria. Yeah. There's got to be something people will want to listen <laughs> I, to in there. I mean, me every episode, I'm like, boy, that boys done did it again. It's always interesting shit to me. And then uh, hockey, interesting hockey to me. <laughs> the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall. I was just trying to do some research on that recently. How it was like really popular in the 50s and 60s, and then it became dilapidated in the 70s when the neighborhood kind of changed mm-hmm. and it revamped in like the late 80s i moved here in the mid 90s and we would go to the movies at magic johnson theaters right there we lived across the street and so i but i didn't know that that was like a new version of what the, so I, i'm like interested in knowing what the mall was like in the 80, 70s and 80s when it was dilapidated like what what it looked like what, <laughs> what stores were in there? there yeah like what was going on at, at that time when that area when the crenshaw district kind of went down and, is that uh, the same as the fox hills mall or is that a different no it's different and that's so the fox hills mall was built in 1976 and that took all of the uh the customers away from the baldwin hills mall because now they got a new mall to go to just not not that far down the street maybe probably like four miles four or five miles down the way newer stores better neighborhood i guess you know yeah but in the 40s and 50s the the baldwin hills mall was like state-of-the-art may company and (laughs) that that's what kind of like in woodland hills right now that dead mall next to oh, yeah. the two other malls it's yeah. so weird they're about to tear that down though right they aren't they? they're turning it into like the the rams training facility or something oh wow really? they're gonna make those people yeah. travel like that all right y'all and, and we, also <laughs> we work on woodland hills and we play in inglewood and, and they're gonna <laughs> practice in the hottest part of the valley yeah pretty nuts <laughs> thank you for doing this yeah, uh, this, was, down with us. this was our one year anniversary of these music ones. So it was good to have one of the actual artists on to talk about it. So Sick. after this, you're, the next thing you're going to hear is Rooftop Fly, everybody. So uh, thank you, Carl. Woo! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> A player nigga like me, mix the Don P with strong weed oh, yeah. Enjoy yourself, my it's on me Employ myself, bitch, this all me Full throttle, even on E Might be overseas, blowing trees, eating bombies So if you ain't talking money, don't you call me I put two V's on a chain between the palm trees 
Vintage my champagne and raise your glasses Toast to all my niggas out here Making it happen Before I bossed up I was barely making a fraction But now me and money got a fatal attraction Learn the game and put on all my oldest homies Villa vibes, dope shit only Villa vibes Yeah Sipping on champagne, you know I'm feeling good Leather on the seats, but the grain is wood We rooftop fly Yeah, we rooftop fly Smoking on the J and I'm feeling good They thought that they knew, but they misunderstood We rooftop fly Yeah, we rooftop fly 2020 Chevy is so mean On black 22's murder paint job is clean Had a blowout on the freeway but I'm straight Call up Lucas say I'll be a little late I ain't eight yet so I stop at Cactus Tacos all fine I tip the lady well cause she nice and she fine She hook up the orchada size large for the kid Extra salsa in the bag and grandma yes she did Lamar hit me he just landed in Burbank he need a ride I grab my food hop back in the truck and I slide Pick up Ronnie on the way oh yeah I forgot to mention Got a meeting on the west side today With all my hitters grab Marmar head to the spot to Close the deals Getting bread with your homies I can't describe how that feels Yo, it's really crazy, man We really came up on the same grind And now we getting it together It's truly a blessing Sipping on champagne You know I'm feeling good Leather on the seats But the grain is wood We rooftop fly Yeah, we rooftop fly Smoking on the J And I'm feeling good Self-care, they bitch They that they knew But they misunderstood They don't know Ropes. Now I'm in Marina Del Rey picking out boats Mooney Hall's the only type of shit I sell I'm trying to ride the waves, but we can't afford to fail My niggas getting rich so we don't feel our pain That Civillon Blanco good with a little rain This hoodie cost 400, but these cops can't tell I'm trying to get rich with my friends and stay the fuck out of jail Used to be harassed by the cops in Forsyth County Now I'm harassed by the cops on the beach in Maui Only now I got a lawyer on retainer I wish my grandma could see your grandsons an entertainer Niggas try to doubt me so I switch up the image That blue Audi look good when I'm up in that water village I see that BLM sign on the block next door How about I bring over a pie? let's see what it's really for, let's go Sipping on champagne, you know I'm feeling good Leather on the seats but the grain is wood We rooftop fly, yeah we rooftop fly Smoking on the J and I'm feeling good They thought that they knew but they misunderstood We rooftop fly Yeah we rooftop fly